Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Issues Program. I am back. Or good evening, morning, 3 o'clock in the morning with a, with a little tray of pop secret while you're dipping it into some mustard and splashing it all over your body. Welcome to the Issues Program. I'm back from whatever weird vacation I was on. It, it, wasn't, it was kind of a self-imposed vacation because I felt like I was going insane. I felt like I was losing my mind and about to freak out. So I needed to take a step back from this. And at this point, you might be thinking, what am I listening to? Because if you're listening to this on, on possibly on iTunes or on my new website that is officially launched right now, issuesprogram.com, this will be labeled as episode one. So some of you guys might have heard me for a few years now. Realistically, this is probably like episode 150 or something like that, or, or at least over 100 if we count the original, the old show. But this is going to be a new beginning. Brand new beginning as officially a part of the Esch family with my brothers from the Boston Bass Brigade, Geek Argo, my good friend, producer, and host of his own program, The Later Show, with Matt and John. John will be coming with me to be a writer on the Issues Program website, and I'm really excited. But for those of you who have never heard me before, who are listening to this as a first-timers, you virgins, mm, mm, mm. well, first off, virgins, hi, I'm Phil, the Issues Guy, and I'm an alcoholic. I have problems. I have extremes. Here, let me let me show you if you're watching the video stream on Ustream, which you can go to my Ustream page and see at any time. Ah! <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I've got issues. Now, I'm somebody that's played video games and watched media and watched movies and television. I'm a full-out Star Trek geek, a old-school video game geek, and a fan of everything. And I like to comment on pretty much everything that happens in the news. Any kind of silly, unique bullshit that comes through my airways, I like to comment on. And I like to get you guys to comment on it, because we all have issues. Every single one of us. We have freaking issues. We're all fucked up. We're all messed up in the head. Yeah, turn it off. I'm swearing it's going to be that kind of party. Yeah, I am fucked up in the head. I am wacky. I'm crazy. Let's let's take a look at me again. I'm crazy. I mean, I'm a crazy guy. Let's not let's not get past the shit here. But I've been fortunate enough to make some good friends along the way that are very talented writers and designers. So they've been a, they've had a chance to design the issues the issues program website and all sorts of other stuff. So if you need to reach me, you want to see things, read my articles, read John C. Riley's articles, read any. Thing that we put out there will be going through the website now. So please bookmark it, check it out, issuesprogram.com, and check out all the rest of my friends in the Boston Bass Brigade, Land of Esh, and Geek Argo. Lots of great stuff going on there, and, and I'm really, really excited to be a part of the team. And welcome to episode one. This is the first episode ever of the Issues Program. I've, I've, I've never done this before. What do I do? What do I say? Oh my God, let me smoke my cigarette in peace. Oh no, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I've been gone too long. And now that I'm back, I feel like, I feel drunk on the lust and the prime. I feel drunk on all the shit that's been going on in this world that has me angry. Yes, yay for new beginnings. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, good sir. It is, it's a new, it's new beginnings. This is it. I mean, I could count everything from beginning to end, but there's no fun in that. This is the first, you know, first of a new generation. And in fact, yeah, new beginnings. This is freaking Nightmare on Elm Street, part one, a new fucking beginning. And I'm here to be angry and pissed off about a lot of shit. I mean, while I was gone, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff that my good friends covered over there in the later show. The Boston Bass Brigade, they covered this stuff too. I mean, there was tons of stuff. Let's go through some of the stuff I missed. I missed I missed something about a new pope yesterday. Like, I really give a crap about a new pope. It's beautiful. I understand people in South America, they got a pope, and it's a wonderful thing. I get it. I understand the whole point behind it. But I don't get why this has to be a big, giant media circus like we're finding out who the next Bachelor is or who the next American Idol is. Ladies and gentlemen, we've seen the white smoke. And, in fact, yes, we have. They are smoking a lot of marijuana. They have started their hippie activities. No, I don't care about that. But I respect it, sure. This Pope doesn't have any connection to to any sexual weird shit that he's done to other people in the past. Or at least he's buried it good. He's shoved that under the under the ground somewhere so no one has to deal with that. And that's always a plus. 
So thank you. Thank you, folks, for voting on this new pope. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, people, people kept telling me in the break they want to see me more. You want to see me more? Like a fucking Andrew Dice Clay or something? What the fuck? You want to look at me? TikTok, motherfucker. It doesn't really work with my stupid voices. Because if I'm doing like, hi, I'm doing a stupid voice right now. Hey, I'm doing a stupid voice. You can see me doing it. Doesn't that kind of... I mean, you know I'm doing the voices anyway, but... And for a lot of you that are listening this uh, listening to this on the website or on iTunes eventually, you will be just listening to the audio of this. So be thankful that you don't have to see me dancing around like a freaking Romnon. That's a moron backwards, because I'm a backwards freaking moron. I'm going to like that, like King Baby Duck checking me out. Thank you, King. I appreciate it. If you're still listening, I appreciate all your support along the way. If it wasn't for King, you guys, a lot of you guys would be real lucky individuals. You would. You'd be like, <laughs> you You would be those individuals that would be like, you'd never have to listen to me. I would just be some yutz that occasionally made videos. But I talked to King back in the day at Salem State, and, and I did a lot of video classes with him and stuff like that. And um, he helped on some theater projects that I was working on. And in that period of time, he started the No Borders, No Race tele- television show. The No Borders, No Race radio show at WMWM, which is a great program. Not necessarily always my type of music, but a very, very well-produced program. And which eventually turned into the Boston Bastard Brigade with him in blue. But at that time, I was very... I was, I was, I was obsessed. I was staying up all night. Late nights, watching episodes of Frasier. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I was watching episodes of Frasier. And I wanted to be like the self-help guy, the issues guy, where you people call in with your problems, with your issues, and I help you. I take my life experience of all the crap I've been through hanging out with Donald Duck, (laughs) traveling on Star Trek OA missions. (laughs) Captain, Captain, we have some strange motherfucker behind the microphone. And I wanted to do a radio show, so the king kind of pushed me into doing it. So so automatically, I need to take a big, big hug and sloppy kiss, toss salad and Scooby-Doo blues. Oh, someone loves hippie activities. Yabba-dabba-doo! <laughs> toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> well, I came a bit confused, but baby. I got you pegged. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sing that, but... It's horrible that Kelsey Grammer was beast in X-Men First Class. I think that's horribly disappointing because regardless of that movie having a crap script and not in killing Professor X off, spoiler alert, sorry, sorry guys, if you haven't seen X-Men First Class yet, I hate to break some news to you, Cyclops and Professor X both die in like the first two freaking minutes. Last stand, thank you. Thank you very much. Last stand, not first class. Thank you. I correct myself. The last stand, not in first class. First class, he's back. But in the last stand, they both die in the first five freaking minutes. But what I do like about that movie is I do like Kelsey Grammer's portrayal of Beast. I just wish he had a lot more to do in it, personally. But which does lead me to some news that isn't even in my pile, but I wanted to jump on it. X-Men, the new X-Men movie, Futures Past, what, uh, if uh, one of the people in the chat room could write the, the whole name of it, um, I'm, so I don't destroy the name, but X-Men something something of Futures Past. It's a, uh, it's, it's a movie version of a comic book uh, storyline that was very, very popular. It's one of the best um, X-Men storylines ever. And there and there's been some casting news about that, and one of the things that came out over my break was that... Halle Berry is returning to the part of Storm. I have I have very mixed feelings about Halle Berry returning to the part of Storm. Do I, in fact, think Halle Berry is a good actress? Toast to that, yes. Mm. When she tries, she's a very good actress. But the problem with Halle Berry, I find, is when she plays cartoon type characters or superheroes she tends to take the role not quite as serious and doesn't quite give it the full effort and uh and uh oh excuse me while i multitask here 
it it just seems to me that she just doesn't like when she's do, playing a serious role, she takes it serious. She puts the attention into it. But when she's playing a comic book character, she doesn't give it the same effort or portrayal that you need to to really have any kind of emotional connection to a character. And that doesn't mean you have to be all brooding like Christian Bale or something. It Future's Past. Sorry. It doesn't mean you have to be all uh, Days of Future's Past is the name. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Texter, for telling me that information. It's not that she doesn't have the acting chops for it. And then, like I'm saying, you don't have to be a brooding Christopher... uh, (laughs) A brooding Bale. (laughs) Why can't I say the name of... uh, Why can't I say his name? Sorry, I'm blanking for a second because I'm getting frustrated and I try to multitask. You know, when I multitask, things don't always go right. If I am try- if I don't have the information in front of me and I have to walk and chew gum at the same time and look something up on the computer while I'm trying to talk at the same time, it ends up I just I, – I, I, I stop. Christian Bale, thank you. Thank you, Texter. I am an idiot and, and wonderful person from work that I know is listening. Thank you for listening, baby. To my first show ever. Thank you for listening to my very first show. This reminds me of the time you were sitting in an airport watching me on video in the brief time that that uh, WMWM had a video camera in that. Do you remember that, King? For the for a very short period of time, they had they put up a video camera in the WMWM studios. I'm not sure if you had already left by then, and uh, they quickly took it out because they found out it was somehow illegal or something. And I remember one of my listeners that's listening right now, Steph N-E-Z, was watching from an airport and watching uh, John C. Riley and I do do uh, do the Mexican salsa dances. Dun, 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 dun. Bone dance. I want to do a bone. Uh, actually, that's from Karate Kid. That's Japan, a bone dance. That's not South American, you idiot. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. But that's my point. She just doesn't seem to take it seriously. I did not think she did a great job as Storm in any of the movies, especially if we're going to Last Stand, where it seemed like they killed off a lot of the other characters to give Halle, because we're like, oh, shit, we got Halle Berry in our movie, and she's like an Oscar winner and shit. Maybe we should give her more to do, because they screwed Cyclops in all those movies. I mean, I'm not a huge Cyclops fan. I'm really not. I don't like Cyclops. He's not my favorite superhero. He's definitely not my favorite X-Men. He's not, he's not my favorite person of leadership in the Marvel Universe. I prefer Reed. I, pre- I prefer Mr. Fantastic Reed. I'm blanking on his name, first name or something. Oh, God. I'm totally embarrassing myself in the world of geekdom. But when it comes down to it, it's probably better if I don't try rather than try and fail. And then someone's like, you failed. You didn't know name, motherfucker. So that's not the kind of thing I'm going to do. <laughs> so what else did I miss while I was gone? As I went off a 20-minute a tirade on Halle Berry's performance in the X-Men movies and why she doesn't try. What else did I go? Okay, um, the Sony press conference, which was the last time I was probably on the air anyway, with uh, with with John C. Riley and King and Blue from the Boston Bass Brigade. If you haven't checked that out, please go to the archives on the Boston Bass Brigade website and check out that podcast. It was a lot of fun and something we're going to do a lot more of at any of these other uh, events or or broadcast sort of things that are going on. We're going to do these type of things. King and I always tweet and we, we put out messages during things like the Grammys or... or uh, or the Academy Awards, the Oscars, or Golden Globes, and things like that. So what I'm thinking is maybe the next one of those, since I, I have a feeling Blue and John won't really be the types that will want to sit through those type of things, I'm, good, I'm right now, and I'll do it more in a private setting, inviting King to maybe do a, a broadcast while we're doing that. And uh, that might be fun in the future. But I miss the Oscars. I miss the Sony press conference. Check that out on the Boston Bass Brigade website. I miss the release of Sim City and all the problems. And I also miss Dennis Rodman going to North Korea, <laughs> which I'll make reference to later. But the main thing that I missed that I wanted to talk about, and I posted something on my page about this in a video to a wonderful guy called uh, Black Nerd, who who said this in a lot of ways better than I ever could. But there was an announcement 
over the break <laughs> about the new Ninja Turtles movie. Now, we talked a bit about the Ninja Turtles movie on the air here a couple months ago when they announced that Michael Bay would be a would be on the Ninja Turtle. Oh, thank you, Richards. Thank you. Reed Richards. Thank you, Christopher Gates, my good friend, my old friend, back from North Shore Community College. Very first time I was ever in a play or acted. Not the very the first time I actually tried. Chris was there and probably somewhat of the reason why I got cast. And somewhat of the reason why I have a couple of lifelong friends right now with people like Stephanie Smith and Lindsay Ray Philbrook over there. People that I met during that period of time, which I'll always be close to, and himself as well, Chris, that I'll always have some sort of connection with. Oh, shit. That's not Chris. Sorry, I messed up. You are not Chris, buddy, pal, friend of mine. You're not some guy that I knew in college. You're some guy I've been in the muck with. You're some guy I've clawed my way up through the friggin' hell and a beyond that I've sit. Thank you, King. And, no, I mean, there's some there's somebody else uh, that is uh, writing me in chat that uh, just said uh, Reed Richards. Corrected me on the Reed Richards. And I thought at first, because I just briefly looked at the, uh, the name, I thought it was my friend Chris Gates, who is a listener of the show. And send much love to Chris for when you do listen to this on uh, Memorex. On the website. But you, young man, I haven't seen you in a while. Last time I saw you, we were fuddling around. Uh, I was inappropriately touching you in uh, in the stop and shop produce section. Or it might have been the cereal section. I, uh, you looked very hot in that light. But I've been in the muck. I've been at poker tables with you. It's the riverboat captain himself, Mr. Nate. Nate. Speaking of people, congratulations. It's funny that you happened to check out this show. I think a couple of months ago, I talked about the dentist on the show, and you were like, I've turned this off. I can't, I, can't, I can't listen to this crap. But you, in fact, were the very first person that I have listening to my very first show on Salem State WMWM Radio, the issues program there. And you had me, uh, you made some music selections. Uh, selections and you asked me to play some music and you were the first person in that sort of setting because it was in the computer I started reading all the songs that were in the computer programmed in there and uh, TV on the radio and and their first album was on in the WMWM computer and uh, and that was what you requested and then I got into them and bought bought a couple of their albums and is it into that band well Mr. Nate it's great to see you buddy well, not really see you I mean I said should see you I'm a, I should encourage, we should hang out more. I've got a Wii U. Love for you to come by, play, hang out. But whatever, it's good to see you. Good to hear from you or see your name on the, on the computer screen under, over my cat's face. Mr. Mars Black. <laughs> a historian of, uh, of, uh, video games and comic books. In fact, Nate was the only person, only time I ever played a Sega Saturn was over Nate's house in playing, um, I believe it was whichever one of the Shining Force games was on the Sega Saturn. If, if, I'm, if that memory is correct, I believe I came over to your house one day in the later part of high school with Nick Colangelo and we played, uh, sh- we played Shining Force something on uh, the Sega Saturn. But you don't have to thank me. I love you, man. I do. I might, I might not see you all the time, but I freaking love you. I don't need... 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 But sorry. But yeah. I, like I said, I, I live in Marblehead. <laughs> oh. Mars Bars, son. Mars Bars! It's funny, you're a few seconds behind me, so every time you respond to something, it's something I said a few minutes ago. But the main thing I wanted to talk about, as I was, as I was about to talk about, was the new Ninja Turtles movie with this Michael Bay shit. It pissed me off. I got very angry when I found out about this. I did not want Michael Bay producing, touching any part of my Ninja Turtle thing. So, but that, that seemed to be, that seemed to disappear a little bit. That seemed to go up in smoke. Yep, in Shining Force 3. It seemed to go, it seemed, seemed to just disappear in the air. You didn't hear much about it again. And in the midst of that time, I started to watch 
Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CG cartoon. Whatever you want to call it. I do love you, Nate. I really do. You've been there in some of the most intense good and bad situations in my life. And and, And it's funny that all of us, and even though we're all not all so close all the time, we all, our general group of people that have known each other have stayed moderately close and yeah, blah, 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 blah. I could get all emotional here, but I'm not going to get emotional yet. I'll wait till you're here and I have a uh, half a drink in me and, and a quarter of a blunt and we're playing some Nintendo Land and I'm like, Nate, I missed you, man. I know I'm never emotional with you, but I love you, man. But that is Ninja Turtle shit. The Ninja Turtle, whatever you want to call it, cartoon, whatever, on Nickelodeon, is really freaking good. It is the best. It is at least, I could argue, with people that were a fan of the original series or the original movie movie franchise of the first two movies, especially the first movie. Or a fan of the 2000 series. This show fits right in to the rest of those shows. I don't know if some of you out there I see haven't listened to it, haven't seen it yet that I've suggested. If you are a fan of the Ninja Turtles, I highly suggest you actually turn on Nickelodeon. Nick-a-fucking-lodeon. They're producing a good turtle show. And I think part of what makes it good, obviously, isn't the animation, because I can't lie, as much as I can appreciate CG styling, as much as I can appreciate that, I'm... I'm I like traditional animation better. It it seems to me more artistic. I I can't explain it. I know it's all done on computers for the most part now, but when I watch movies like like any of the Timverse movies, uh the Batman Red Hood, uh Batman for Year 1, Batman <laughs> the Wonder Woman movie, just so I'm not saying Batman, Superman All-Star Superman, Superman versus the Elite, movies like that. <laughs> movies like that seem to let me click on that sorry one second movies like that seem to celebrate old school animation even though it's doing it in a new way on computers and things like that but but what i don't what i what i don't love is i mean i don't have a natural love for the cg this is just my point i guess and that doesn't mean i can't love it that doesn't mean I can't appreciate something that's good in that art form. A few movies have goosed me like that where I wasn't expecting. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph's an example. Any of the Pixar movies in some ways when they first started seeing them. I'm, I'm constantly, I'm like, re, I, I'm refilled with my emotional connection to animation. And CG can connect me like that. It has a lot to do with storyline, with voice acting, and all that sort of stuff. And that's where the Ninja Turtles series wins in spades. It is kicks ass with voice acting. I haven't heard better voices for the Turtles in my life. What's funny about it is the guy who does uh, Donatello's voice in the new series used to do Raphael in the original series. But to me, now he'll always be the perfect Donatello voice. Well, next to Corey Feldman, of course. And the guy who plays Leonardo is Jason Biggs, the pie fucker from American Pie. (laughs) And TV's Rudy, the guy from the Goonies, Samwise Gamgee's plays Raphael, and then some surfer dude that does a perfect job plays Michelangelo. You know, we have Uncle Phil playing the Shredder, but the Shredder is the best Shredder in years. Really intimidating. They do bring the Krang back. There's so many amazing calling cards to your love for the original Turtle series. So I, so I think if you're a fan of Ninja Turtles or a fan of animation in general and can, and can understand or appreciate what the Ninja Turtles are, and understand the characters and how they interact and everything like that. Watch it. If you have kids, make them watch it so you can watch it. Just check out this show. It's freaking awesome. It already got renewed for a second season. And then and then later in the, this season, it got renewed for a third season. Which is a little scary. Because I hope they don't rest on their laurels and, and don't keep what it seems like trying even harder every episode. Not everything I've loved, not every remake, not every way that they've redone things I've I've absolutely loved, but the good outweighs any of the bad, and it's hilarious and serious at the same time. It really understands the concept of what I think the original writers and designers, uh, Lar- Bard and Lard, whatever the hell their names are, um, 
Jack Kirby and Lars. No, I'm not going to fucking screw this up. I'm not. I don't really know their names off the top of my head, but you know who I'm talking about. They, the original Turtles were very dark, you know, just killers. And then we had the 80s ones, which were, you know, just cartoon characters of the, of you know, like jokes in some ways. These Turtles are the absolute amalgamation of both of them. Kick ass. I love Turtles. Ooh, we got a news story from the King. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, I, I think I got I think I got uh preempted by your note by seeing your update. Mm. It it's very sad. Uh, let me just read the story first. Okay, so those are, that's basically everything I've been up to. But but I've been wasting my time listening to lots of Star Trek books on tape. <laughs> and uh and that's about it. And then watching stupid reality shows like Survivor. Yeah, that's what I do. And playing lots of video games, catching myself up on my video game attack. Thank you for checking it, checking things out for a while. And goodbye. But here's some news fresh off the press from King Baby Duck. The Boston Phoenix, which only six months ago reinvented itself from a tabloid-sized weekly newspaper, from its gritty coverage of politics and the arts into a glossy magazine, will be closing immediately. While its sister publication in Providence and Portland will remain open. According to the statement from the company, WFNX.com, the company's online radio station, is also closing. Ugh, that fucking sucks. The final print edition is dated March 15th. The online issue of the Boston Phoenix, slated for March 22, will be the last. The Phoenix... Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this because I'm going to cry. I mean, I'm not going to stop talking about this. I'm going to stop reading it because I get the gist of the story. So the Phoenix is closing. See, in some ways, I'm not completely surprised by this. Newspaper and things are changing, but what I do hope is what or what I hoped was going to happen was that the Phoenix would reinvent itself. When it reinvents to, to a glossy magazine, I kind of was hoping it would reinvent itself in the same way I thought FNX was doing, in the, in the sense of changing themselves to an online radio station. But the problem with that, excuse me, the problem with that is there's not a lot of money to be made. But it's just sad because the Phoenix has been an institution for artists and performers. It's how I got a lot of tryouts in bands when I first started out or auditions for films and things like that. It was the ultimate resource in its prime for people before Craigslist was around, before you could just go on, you know, any every single website in the world and see, you know, job offers or or you had groups in face on Facebook that tell you about auditions the minute they get posted up. You'd have to get the weekly Phoenix and or the what was it, bi-weekly or something? I, I, but whatever, you'd have to get the Phoenix and and read about the auditions, gig opportunities, things like that. And FNX leaving, I'm, I, for one, wasn't completely upset that FNX was leaving, leaving the airways because the radio landscape is changing so much. But I was excited to hear that they were an online radio station and they were going to stay that way. And I just played a show a couple Mondays ago at the Middle East that was sponsored by FNX. I got a cool T-shirt, a couple bumper stickers, and now, you know... I'll be wearing those things like, you know, <laughs> free fill, free fill, you know, like FNX. I interned there for a little while. I, when I went to broadcasting school, uh, my favorite teacher was Henry Santoro from there. Great guy. Mm. It's sad to hear. And I hope a lot of those guys land on their feet, but it's the nature of the beast right now. People, ultimately the whole landscape is turning into a, what we do, King, and what and what Esh does, and and our and our own individual entities that are that are connecting and having old school sort of connections, but not really doing it for money, doing it for the love of what we do. And I'm not saying the guys at the Phoenix or the guys at FNX don't love what they do, but but they were so good at what they did that they became a very successful business. Like I hope to someday, but. But th- but like anything in business, things go and come come in waves, and and they were newspapers and radio, and newspapers and radio are gone now. I mean, not gone completely, but when it comes down to it, that era is over. It's like that you can still get cassette tapes somewhere, but you know, cassettes are gone. You can still get CDs, but one day those are going to be gone. It's a tough, tough thing to do, folks. 
it's it's sad. It's a sad, sad state of events in the world. And I'm really sad that the Phoenix is going because the Phoenix meant a shit ton to me back in its prime. And and I'm just I'm sad to see it. Someone said, and they just got 14.5 million a few months ago with the sale of FNX. Not enough. Yeah, it sucks. Weekly Dig in Improper Bostonia may still be around, though in print or just in the web, but probably not the same. And that's the that's the thing is probably some of these things will always exist in some form, but when it comes down to it, the heyday of all of this is gone. It's sad. It's it's, it's very sad. And uh and yeah, it's it's like it it reminds me of if your favorite restaurant when you grew up closed and no one really eats there anymore. I I think there's an episode of some television show that I'm blanking on. I think it might, I think it might have been How I Met Your Mother, where they go to an old pizza place that they used to go to when they were kids, and they hadn't been there in 20, 30 years. And they go in there, and they eat the food, and the food's disgusting. And they're like, oh, now I remember why we stopped going here. You know, or you get delivery pizza, or you have the pizza chains everywhere. No, I remember, I remember, I remember back in my day when there was actually bake, bakeries around. I read something in the news recently about Jewish delis. And it was about how Jewish delis are closing all over the world. There's no business in this country that's closing more than Jewish delis. Seems ridiculous, huh? It's like Jewish delis. What the? And it's because these, because of Whole Foods and because of these bigger supermarket chains that that aren't just focusing on that one thing. You can get all the elements of those of the delis at these establishments, so you no longer need to get the specialized shopping. It's sad. It's sad. I mean. A whole age of society is ending. <laughs> it's it's fun to be a part of it in a sense to see the change, but certain things that affect me directly, I don't like, and I don't want it. I and it pisses me off. Mmm. Ah, yes, I'm drinking beer in the afternoon. I wanted to celebrate my very first show. <laughs> And thank you people for joining with me today in my first show ever. I, I can't believe how how uh sad this is. <laughs> or no not how sad this is. How how hard this is to broadcast. It's like I've never done this before. I'm not saying I'm good or anything, good or bad, but you know, I'm I'm doing it. I'm here. And I'm looking at you. And I just realized I was looking at you. Uh I'm scared. So let's get to some headline stories today. Let's get to the news. We've been we've been doing this. We've been foreplaying this enough. I've been preempting this, talking about my excitement level for having all of you out there listening. For dancing the dance, for dancing with the devil by the pale moonlight. But I forgot to mention a couple things. You guys could call in or text in and join in the fun if you want. I got some people in the chat room, people commenting on Facebook. You can do it that way. I'll get it. Or if you want to call in or text in, you can use the phone number. And mind you, if you're listening to this on iTunes later or anything any at any point in time, this works as well as an issues hotline. So if you're having a bad day, you're you want to talk about something I'm talking about in the podcast, you just want to talk about something random that has nothing to do with that. You want it to be private, you want it to be public, whatever, just tell me. Just be honest, be open. But you can call and use the Issues Hotline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That phone number is 781-990-8509. Again, 781-990-8509. Use it anytime you want, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Use it as a drunk dial line, use it as anonymous uh, tip line. <laughs> Use it to insult me, to tell me how much you love me, to tell me how sexy I am and the things you want to do to me. Maybe. I, I, I mean, if that's the case. <laughs> There's really a Kickstarter fund for Veronica Mars to make a movie. Do we really need this? Do we really need this? Probably they were like, oh, you know, these Kickstarters, people that don't even, you know, they have no connection to Hollywood or anything do these Kickstarter things, and they make money. You know, let's get Veronica Mars, because, you know, because <laughs> I've been clamoring for that. We live in a world that there was no closure to my so-called life. 
there, as I'm going to get to eventually, we're still waiting on a 24 movie. And some of you that know the news might be saying, I ain't heard this. I'll be talking about it. Don't get, don't wait. I mean, don't worry. Just wait. But no, we're getting a Veronica Mars movie. I want more gossip, girl, for fuck's sake. Not really. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm embarrassing myself with my television taste. But this is the thing I wanted to say about my television taste. I watch some pretty horrible shit. But that's part of the fun of it. It's fun to watch bad programming. For me, it is. I like to just watch pretty much everything I can, minus something that's a little bit too scary. Because I get scared easy. But other than that, I want to watch everything. I want to watch every drama show, every television show I could possibly get inside here. Because, for whatever it's worth, I do like to read, but I'm an audiovisual learner. If I see things visually or can touch them and hear them, I can, I can, I can dance with it. Oh, I do want to make one reference. Someone just posted something that reminded me of something. Wes Welker is now a member of the Denver Broncos. Ugh. All the teams he could go to. He goes to the fucking Broncos. Not only do they have Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, the arch rival of Tom Brady, it's also the Denver fucking Broncos, and I'm a Raider fan. So I hate the Denver fucking Broncos. It is freaking, it's seriously crap. <laughs> crap on a stick. Oh, Mars Bars, baby. Playing any poker over there, Mr. Mars Bars? <laughs> Playing any poker? You poker at all? Oh, golly. I love this. I love being able to talk to all you people. It's, it's, like, it's like childhood hanging out <laughs> without actually having to see each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? So, let's get to some news here. Now, nearly... Let's, let's get off me, because no one wants to look at me right now. Nearly two years ago... Nintendo was sued by longtime Sony employee Seharo Tomata. Sorry, I just killed your name. Over the use of glasses free 3D technology in the 3DS. Today, the court ruled in favor of Tomita. Why am I making him sound Spanish? Tomita. Tomita. (laughs) Awarding him $30.2 million in damages. Bum, bum, bum. According to routers, Nintendo defense attorney Scott Linville argued that the 3DS avoided using key aspects of Tomata's patent. Although Nintendo did meet with Tomata in 2003, the company argues that it was merely one of several meetings with various vendors selling 3D display technology. Although Nintendo lost the hearing, a company representative told Polygon that it is confident that the result will be set aside, adding the jury's verdict will not impact Nintendo's continued sales in the United States of its highly acclaimed line of video game hardware, software, and accessories, including the 3DS. Nintendo has a long history of developing innovative products while respecting the intellectual property rights of others. So, Nintendo... (laughs) Nintendo... Nice! Nice, you're working on your, wait, you're working on your own video game. Excellent. Are you working on playing a video game or designing a video game? It's kind of tough to know because you are incredibly talented as an artist, so if you were actually in the designing stages of a video game, I would, that would not surprise me in the least bit, and we need to get you on the air once you get to a position where you want to talk about it, because we are a video game website here, or a video game culture website here based around so love to have you come on the air sometime when you're ready and i have a lot of uh a lot of hungry gamers in my circle that i know would be excited to play it or you might just be working on playing a video game which is the which is like i'm which is what i'm doing as well <laughs> oh yeah you can hear the crack the crack pipe whistle of uh the hippie right there right so, Nintendo got sued for this 3D technology. Give me... I mean, ultimately, this 3D technology is the same technology that was used in those little red uh, viewfinder things. Using the two images balanced off. So, I mean, do we really want to do this? Do we real? Can we sue fucking PlayStation for copying Nintendo Wii in, in the move? Can we do that? Because it looks exactly like it. Can we copy all these other companies for copying the Rumble Pack from Nintendo? Can we? Can we we do that? 
Give me a fucking break. But $30 million or so isn't too bad. <laughs> For me, it would be. That would be like a lifetime of shit that I need. But, oh, nice. Awesome. You're fucking designing a video game. That is kick-ass, dude. That's that's awesome. I I have I am completely envious of that because I have no artistic skills. But I do have a lot of friends in the video game industry that are writing on EGM now and stuff like that. So when you do have a product to be looked at, I have a lot of respected reviewers. You know, not myself because because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna love it anyway. No, but I'm not there yet. But a lot of a lot of people in my group are respected reviewers that that uh, would love to that love taking a look at indie games that of especially in the local Boston area where there's a rising amount of indie developers circling in the air, uh, growing in the area. I have a good, I have a friend and I don't know if you know him, you, uh, Brendan Davis, I believe he, he runs a gaming company, Bedrock Gaming, um, who's also a local person in the area. Nice. It's a platformer. That's all you can say. Sweet. I love platformers. I'm a big fan of them. I have a couple of games that, uh, I have a couple of games that I'd love to love for you to play for inspirational purposes that that have come out on the Wii U in uh in recent times. Some uh, interesting platformers that that might serve as a serve as a uh, good ins- as an inspiration to you as well. The uh, a friend that from college that has a gaming company startup. Awesome, awesome. I'm very much looking forward to to uh, to hearing more about it in the upcoming months and years. Sweet, excellent. Probably for uh, br- more for browsers and mobile gaming, which in a lot of ways is is the easiest platform right now for uh, what, for like pet or the most easy accessible for for the masses type of uh, platform with iPads and even even on my Wii U with my pad there you can download games that are just simple simple play on the pad type games is uh, something that will be happening in the future of Nintendo as well. So that, that's great news, dude. That. That's total. Like with all your history of playing video games and and your artistic skills, that's a that's a and your your wonderful imagination and ability for storytelling and stuff. That's a good marriage. So I, honestly, I wish you tons of fucking luck. And any way I can help, if you get to a point you need any silly voice actors or anything, I would absolutely love to help or just love to play it when it is in the playable form if you need beta test beta or alpha testers i am i am there for you man definitely absolutely so as we move on the uh, that's depressing i don't want to talk about that speaking of depressing <laughs> i love how i just skip over that like i don't want to talk about that that's just fucking depressing let's just talk about the 24 movie as i mentioned earlier now uh looks like the 24 fans the movie that they've been waiting for is officially DOA. Yep. Anthony Fwakwa of Training Day fame was supposed to direct a flick, but he thinks it's not going to happen because he met with Kiefer Sutherland recently and Fox didn't want to do it. It was a matter of schedule and him being able to do his television show Touch in 24 and getting the right... Right amount of money. Rumors that a 24 movie was in the making have been swirling around ever since the eight seasons came to an end in 2010. Sutherland even said the movie could be shot while he was on break from touch. But based on the comments, these aspirations are a thing of the past. Sutherland wanted some more money. Fox was more than willing to pay. But time passed and now they're not willing to pay. It's a whole big clusterfuck. They don't think it's a marketable enough property at this point. And the movie is dead on arrival. And I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed about this. I got to 24 late. I didn't start watching 24 until this year. But but it's a, it was a fun show, a fun action show. And I enjoy seeing Kiefer Sutherland going around killing fucking people. So <laughs> I like him as an action hero. And I watched Touch a couple, I tried watching Touch a couple times, and I keep going, oh, it's, I want Jack Bauer. Give me freaking Jack Bauer. Who's this yutz? Give, give me freaking Bauer. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. Uh, just to go with you just said without without repeat. Yeah, it's absolutely it's the perfect place to start because it can show what you can do on less lower budget. So you use it as a good 
resume tool to show to bigger companies once you're proven at that level. So it's yeah, it's the same thing as like someone making an independent movie on with bare bones costs and and it's still being can show the quality of the designer or the imagination. So so yeah, absolutely. Again, all, all the luck in the world. Keep, definitely keep me posted of it. I'd love to uh, love to help. So yeah, twenty four movie is dead on arrival. Buy twenty four movie. Eat. I'm going to miss you, and I'm going to miss the idea of you existing. It's a sad, sad day. <laughs> Not really that sad. I just would. I just would have liked if it happened. But that's just me, folks. No, yep, sorry, baby. 24 movies gone. No 24 movie. Is that really true? Is this story really true? Yes, this story is really true. Uh, it, at least that the director has said that there are reports that it's not happening. It could just be a ruse that they're trying to get public support to try to get people to write letters and shit to Fox to get it to be to happen again. My guess is it probably won't happen until Kiefer's done with Touch. Because once he's done with Touch, Fox is going to want to keep their contract with him. And then he'll be forced to do it. Whereas now he's in a show that's actually a moderate success. So they've kind of got him up against the wall with saying, oh, we've got to do it in this period of time. But I'm kind of pissed off about it as well, honey. And I don't like the fact that uh, it's not happening. Uh, I was I was actually really excited to see even just a diehard movie type movie called a 24 movie with Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, the story needed closure. But no, we're getting a friggin' campaign for a Veronica Mars movie. Thank God. But this might cheer people up. Maybe. Possibly. Probably not. It might. <laughs> Twinkies could be back at the supermarkets by the summers. Bankrupt hostess is moving ahead with plans to sell Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Ho-Hos to the highest bidder. And that's Metropolis in company. So Twinkies might be back. Okay, this is a fucking story that makes me really, really pissed off. Or just, just reminds me how stupid people can be. School leaders say three students who wore Ku Klux Klan outfits to a high school hockey state finale game in North Dakota Friday, Friday were not allowed to attend the game on set. No, you mean they weren't kicked out of the fucking game on Friday? KXJB reports three freshmen are allegedly wearing white cloaks. Okay. White cloaks and and hoods sitting in the student section on Friday created a viral firestorm. It all started when supporters of the Red River High School turned out to cheer, turned on to cheer on their team with the traditional whiteout where fans wearing white is a sign of solidarity. But the kids thought it would be a funny gag if they dressed in clan outfits. You know what? This is what's fucking wrong with sports. This is why people have problem with people that are sports fans. Because they hear this shit, and they think all sports fans are this idiotic. I like watching sports because I like watching the actual game. I'm not some fucking moron that's going to dress up like a Ku Klux Klan member and go to a game. You know, this is what's wrong with hockey. This is hockey players' fault. This is hockey's fault. This wouldn't fucking happen at a football or a basketball game. Fuck hockey. <laughs> so what are going to happen to these kids? We want solid citizens. We want students to do what's right. What's best to support their a positive, passionate, caring way. And dressing up like fucking dumbass Ku Klux Klan members just aren't going to do it. Stupid fucking racist sons of... What do they use? I mean, be, oh, we're not racist. That's what they said. They're cause we're not racist. We just we just did it to throw off the other team. Like, how's that gonna th throw off the other team? It just makes you look like a bunch of racist assholes. Oh yeah, yeah we didn't we didn't really hate the Jew. We just burned him. Yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't really hate. We're not racists. We just uh, we just we just like to hang black people occasionally. Shut the fuck up, you dumbass clan fucks. <sighs> You don't like porn? Go to Iceland. Iceland's working on banning internet pornography, calling it explicit. And online images are a threat to children. Anything to take attention away from having parents know what their fucking kids are doing. Woman gets drunk and flashes surveillance cameras. A drunk New Jersey woman is in some hot water for stopping her car and flashing her boobs to surveillance cameras. The 56-year-old get Oh, okay, she was 56. That's why. I tell you, if a 20-year-old girl did that or a 30-year-old girl did that, there would be no problem. 
But a 56-year-old woman flashes her boobs, everyone's going to go ape shit over that. They don't want to see those fucking boobies. That's why everyone had a problem with Janice Jackson flashing her boob, the wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction. If that happened with, I don't know, Katy Perry or something, people would just be like, oh, well, check at her boob. There's her boob. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some more Benadryl here. Ah, that's good Benadryl. A preschool teacher has been arrested for allegedly putting some liquid Benadryl in toddler sippy cups. And while you can imagine her thought process was, no matter how hard it is to wrangle those kids and how hyper they are to sedate them, guess what, guys? You don't. If you're unless you're a parent, you don't drug your kids. I can see a parent doing it. You're the parrot. You want to keep your fucking kids shut up. You maybe, you know, put a little bit of Benadryl in their, in their sippy cup. But a teacher does it? I mean, you're a parent. You know all kids' allergic reactions. I mean, maybe a teacher's supposed to know that shit, but that, that's, that's really dangerous. That's really fucking dangerous. Speaking of hyperactive toddlers, Robin Williams is looking to transition to the small screen. He's set to star in a new CBS pilot from producer David Kelly, TV hero, called Crazy Ones, which focuses on a father and daughter who work together in advertising. It's described as a workplace single-camera comedy. Now, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to have Robin Williams back on television, where he started his career with the uh, with Mork for Mork, and... And I, I'll, I'm going to be excited. I'm, for one, a Robin Williams fan. And I'll be excited to see him on a week, week-to-week basis. I'll be checking out this show. Okay, folks, this is pretty disgusting. This. Check out this picture if you're looking at the video stream. If not, look up Burley Beaver Canadian Sandwich. If, you're the, if, you're, if you can't look at this, look up Burley Beaver Canadian Sandwich. I'll wait. As I destroy our... A roach, cockroach, I mean. <laughs> now, dub the Burley Burger Sandwich. A sandwich contains 21,430 calories. That's 2,500 grams of fat. And yes, that's Kevin Smith eating it. Does Kevin Smith really need to eat this? Come on, Kevin Smith. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying. Not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, it's dumb the burly beaver sandwich. A sandwich contains warring proportions of bacon, hot dogs, fries, gravy, and highly a highly whoa. What else is in there? Gravy, uh oh god, there is Hollandaise sauce in there too. Gross. Cult movie actor Kevin Smith pretended to be a Canadian in an epic mealtime video and tried his best to destroy the sandwich. The monster sandwich starts with bacon and dirty water hot dogs, then 1,400 calories worth of gravy is added. Fried dough, sometimes called beaver tails in Canada, and called elephant ears in the United States, is then made, adding another 5,000 calories. Smith, a native New Jersey resident, then added layers of pastrami, imitation cheese, and french fries, which are optional. He, as he laid the bacon down on paper towels, he says how his mother was hardcore for doing so. This is all fat, ladies and gentlemen. The large mounds of dough, cheese, and meat is plopped in some oil and then deep fried and packed with even more pastrami, bacon, gravy, and fries. Cheese curds, topless, with another beaver tail. More fried dough. All said, the sandwich... I said, is 21,430 calories. Smith volunteered to eat this monstrosity and made it about halfway through before falling victim to food coma. And he had a heart attack yesterday. It just wasn't publicized. And he even had time to wash it down with some maple syrup. What the? I, I never got this shit. You know, I'm an eater. I can eat. I like to eat a whole pizza in a shot. That's, I mean, that's my thing. I'll just down a pizza. I don't care. I don't care. I'll down a pizza. I'm looking forward to doing it afterwards. But I once went with a friend, Joe Smith, to a local eatery called Big Fred's and saw him eat something called a Patriot Burger. What the fuck? Yeah, he saw, uh, oh, we have our listener, uh, Nate, just saw this because he follows Kevin Smith. Those guys are idiots. He has like a, a dozen hot dogs in a, in bun after. Oh, and the buns are in there. Oh, my fucking God. I don't get it. 
Big Fred's had this thing called the Patriot Burger, which was a giant burger. And I saw Joe eat two of them once. It It is freaking disgusting. I just don't get it. Don't Like I said, don't get me wrong. I like to eat. But it's I'm going to compare it to being a hippie here. I used to. You know, when I was a kid, I used to like to roll the most giant fucking joints I could roll in my life. You know, the big, giant huge motherfuckers i mean like half ounces ounces pop like whatever however much i could fit in there i'd i'd roll it's great to live in a state that i don't have to worry about this anymore but anyways nowadays if i still did that (laughs) i wouldn't even think about doing something like that that's a waste well, there's hungry, starving people in the world. This dude's eating a $21,000 calorie fucking sandwich. Excuse me, fucking sandwich. Sorry, I'm choking on the disgust. I'm choking on this disgust. Speaking of what happens after you eat a burger like that, Sarah Jessica Parker slams the television show The Carrie Diary. She says it's odd. Do you know why it's odd, Sarah Jessica Parker? If anybody doesn't know what this is, the television show Sex in the City. This is a prequel to Sex in the City. And she has a young, they have a young girl. I know, no one really gives a shit. But the point is, the reason why she thinks it's odd is because this girl doesn't look like like a horse or doesn't look like some woman that got a frying pan smashed on her face actually does look like it maybe that's what happens maybe kevin smith ate this thing and then sort of had a a immediate reaction and smashed young anna sophia in the face and turned her in the future into sarah justin parker's disgusting face and that's why you find this odd Because you can actually look at the character of Carrie Bradshaw and not want to vomit from disgusting ugliness. Sorry. I I like Sarah Jessica Parker. I think she's funny in some things, but shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Obviously, it's odd. You have someone that's supposed to be playing a young you that's way better looking than you ever have been. I'm sorry. I don't even... you know, this girl's actually cute. If you want, if you want, if you're curious out there, and actually give a shit for a second, not that you have to, but if, you, if you're curious, look up Anna, Sophia, whatever her name is, or look up the Carrie Diaries, and then, and then you know what Sarah Jessica Parker looks like. And this girl is actually cute. <sighs> That's where they fucked up in the casting of that show. They didn't cast some, you know, they didn't cast Green Goblin as... <laughs> <laughs> young Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, cyber attack. The United States is prime for a cyber attack. No shit, Sherlock. There's going to be caffeine gum coming out pretty soon. Caffeine gum? Oh, it looks like we have to start to wrap things up now. We're going to try to stick to generally an hour format for our uh, podcasting purposes. So let's get into a little bit of the lightning round and try to breeze through as many stories as possible. So, let's do this. Well, can I get some music? Can you play me some frickin' music, you dumb son of a motherless fuck? Play me some music. Oh, that's why not. Oh, I highly apologize. If anybody has tried to call, I don't know, I gotta take a look. But if anyone has tried to call, my volume was down. And yes, I did miss one call. I'm sorry that I missed your call, listener. If you, you want to call back in at the end of the show, you can, 781-990-8509. If not, please join us next week. Okay, let's get through some of these lightning stories, and I'm going to read through as many stories as I can, as quickly as I can. Back in 2011, a New Jersey judge, Frank T. Carpenter, found two men not guilty on assaulting Dennis Sabul, or whatever her name is. Now... She, despite having been warned several times about outbursts in court, Sabul became so incensed with the judge ruling, uh, ruling he screamed at the top of her lungs, F you, to the judge. A few weeks later, several rocks with misspelled threats m- messages smashed through the judge Carpenter's window. While Carpenter was stumped, his bailiff suggested it was this guy. Sure enough, the handwriting on the rocks matched, the, matched and the bailiff told the judge, you're never going to guess who violated who through those rocks and they figured it out and now this guy's in fucking jail he's gonna be sentenced to prison time next month good idiot the point is I don't care how angry you are 
I don't care how angry you get. There's certain place things that you shouldn't do. Fucking with judges is one of them. Just be quiet. After the judge sentences you, talk shit to the judge. You know, but before, just play the fucking game. Now, Saudi Arabia has a problem. There's not enough swordsmen for executions. So they need so they're trying to get other countries to import swordsmen. Speaking of people's heads I want to chop off, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. No, they're back together to make another movie. They previously worked on 51st Dates, The Wedding Singer, and The Wedding Singer, and they say that the story will have a couple who met on a blind date and who wind up stuck together at a family resort, and they fall in love because he's awkward and he plays some stupid song to her. (laughs) Daylight saving time costs Americans, what, $434 million in savings? No. Judge hits the brakes on New York soda. New York. New York. New York soda band. Let's see what happens when I try to go too fast. I pronounce words New York like New York. (laughs) A judge in New York has decided to halt the city's ban on large soda drinks. Thank God. If I want to kill myself with soda, let me do it. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, as I drink my soda. Now, lack of sleep makes you fatter. Do you know what makes you fatter? Eating... 21,000 calorie fucking stupid burgers. And Kevin Smith always makes jokes, self-deprecating jokes about his weight. I follow Kevin Smith, too. I love him. I love most of his movies. I like, you know, he's a little bit of a pretentious bastard sometimes. But I, but I, but I enjoy his art that he creates, for the most part. I'm very excited for Clerks 3 that got announced. I, Clerks 2 is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. You know, uh, Chasing Amy is one of my favorite movies. It's on my top movie list, so... So I appreciate him as a filmmaker, and I appreciate him, but come on. You, if anybody shouldn't be eating a 21,000-calorie fucking burger, it's Kevin Smith. Now, a former TSA agent uh, screener rips airport security work- workers, calling them lazy and in... Calling them lazy. And no shit, they're fucking lazy. Now, take a picture of your kids during bath time. Welcome to being a sex offender. An Arizona family dropped off a memory card containing pictures of their three daughters, some of which were taking baths. A few of them in particular were caught Walmart employees' attention with three sisters naked with their arms around each other. While their parents thought the moment was cute, employees thought it was child pornography. Now, a couple more stories. Beer Carts Friday. A Florida healthcare company has... Oh, we have text... Yeah, that's fucked up, isn't that? It's it's we're in this ridiculous sensitive age. And I understand that people want to be overly cautious about about shit. Oh, I still have it on the Kevin Smith picture. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, I just had a Kevin Smith's face for the last 20 minutes. But I understand that people want to protect kids more because a lot of horrible shit happened with kids for years that no one knew about. And people got away with molesting children, you know, and it, it all got buried under the, you know, you know, I keep saying, you know, it all got buried under the, under the carpet, it all got swept away. You know, priests were doing it, parents were doing it, uncles were doing it, aren't, I mean, it still happens, but it's, people are more sensitive about it now than they ever have been before. I mean, that's a good thing. It's definitely not a bad thing that people are, are completely sensitive about these things. I would rather people be overly sensitive about protecting children than under, underly sensitive. But for, for whatever it's worth, nothing should happen because of these parents. If I mean, these par- this should be something that happened in the past and should be moved on. And these parents should not be prosecuted in any, any possible way. So what else do we got here? Yeah, beer carts Fridays. Uh, some company is going to be giving free beers to their employees on Fridays. That is a really good idea. And a brain freeze caused a five-car pileup. A San Antonio man is blaming brain freeze for a car accident, which he cracked, crashed into four other vehicles. The driver was drunk. Drinking was drunk. Yes, the driver was drunk. He was drinking a Slurpee spiked with vodka when he got brain freeze and blacked out. His truck went over a curb and hit four other vehicles, injuring five. (laughs) Okay, folks. Thank you so much for listening. It is time for my final issue and uh, and a couple other things I want to couple couple things I want to talk about. Couple things I want to talk about. Welcome. Thank you for the very first episode of the issues program. Ever. I'd like to thank King Baby Duck and for listening and making this happen. Thank Ninja and Panda for the Land of Ash for making this happen. Thanks John C. Riley from 
the Issues Program and the Later Show for making this happen. I'm really excited today. Also, like to say a very, as we talked about earlier in the show, a very sad farewell today to the Boston Phoenix and WFNX, which will be disappearing. Disappearing. Like to say thank you to my friend Nate and good luck on him on his video game adventures. I'll talk to you very soon. Keep in touch. We'll bu- and that's on both of us. I'm, I'm saying that to myself as much as you. <laughs> so we'll keep in touch and hang out sometime. Get you to come by here and play some video games. And like to also <laughs> like to also talk about my final issue here. Oh, well, I was I was debating on my brain freeze there. I had a brain freeze and I just crashed into four cars. I was deciding on whether I want to do my little wrap up at the beginning or the end. But this is the final show. A Miami man was shot in the butt at a street festival. But he didn't even notice for like an hour until someone noticed the blood on the back of his butt. (laughs) No one's sure what really happened, but when he realized he was bleeding, he figured out he was shot and he passed out. I think that's an interesting example of how the the human mind can overcome so many things. I mean, if if you really focus your mind, you can... You can almost imagine yourself, you know, if you're in a cold day, you can imagine yourself if you're, war- if you're warm. If you're going through a horrible pain, you can imagine it's not even there if you don't even notice it. And if you get shot and you're a big fat ass, you can walk around and eat some fried dough for a few more hours before you have to leave and go to the hospital and pass out. Everybody, this is Phil the Issues Guy. Thank you for tuning into the Issues Program. Check out my website at issuesprogram.com. Later this week, or the beginning of next week, I will have my first news article, a review of Retro City Ransom, which is an amazingly fun game, and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but but, uh, but look out for my review coming out soon. This podcast, hopefully, if I did everything correct, will be up on the website tomorrow. So we'll see about that. You can follow me on Twitter at I Got Issues Man. Find me on Facebook if you search The Issues Guy. Check me out. Live on Thursdays, unless it's, you know, uncomfortable for Thursdays. And I might be on more often now, just to add even more content to the website. And we have a lot of podcasts. And if you're curious of any of our podcasts from before, I don't have any of my original stuff, but I do have all last year's podcasts. If you search Issues Guy or Issues Program, Issues Radio Program on YouTube, you can find links to all those. And some of my videos, a review on Garrick of the Star Trek, which I'll be posting on the website as well. So thank you very much. Check out the Boston Bass Brigade, Geek Argo, Land of Esh. And this weekend on Sunday, check out my good friend and member of the Issues Program, John C. Riley, and his host, Matt Corsica, Gorsica, for The Later Show. So check that out as well. Thank you, folks, and I'll talk to you all next week. What a great first show. 